Hello, everybody, and welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor, and today I'm joined by a new guest. Say hi, Jank. I am Jankerton J. Junker. I'm only good for one thing garbage! Perfect. 10 out of 10. Yippee. Yippee. Something in my throat. Sorry about that, everybody. Mm. So, for those who don't catch the reference, today we're talking about uh, Transformers. Specifically, we're talking uh, about Transformers Animated. Yippee. Uh, the, 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 the best one. Well, I don't know if it's the best one. There's a debate, a long-running debate on which is the best one. People, some people They're all good. Some, well, I mean... Mm. This one is very solid. This one is very solid, and I'll it, give it that. It's a three ray. It's a three way race between this, Prime, and Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm like, mm-hmm. like those are the three. Those are the contenders. Definitely. You know? Like all the other shows are either middling or like, you know, anime. Yeah, or or yeah, bad. Um, fucking, like, <laughs> R.I.D. was fine already was a wasn't that like a slice of life almost like everyone is not serious at all oh no Megan... that was uh rescue bots oh there we go rescue bots was the was the was the 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 funny one yeah rescue bots is um like for little kids uh and there are no decepticons and it's all just like they deal with natural disasters and shit and none of the cast are like uh any of the original like the all new guys um, although the old, although it's weird because it's supposed to be in the same continuity as R.I.D. because the R.I.D. version of Optimus shows up in it in one episode, but also R.I.D. is in the, kind of in the prime timeline. It's weird. It's, it's weird. Timelines are weird, and that's why animated's good, because it says, you know what, we're gonna take everything out of every timeline. Yeah, it, it got in before the, um... What's what's it called? That that primes are uh, beings that exist outside of nonlinear time, and every prime is the same prime from in every timeline except for Optimus. What sure is a take? That sure that's is something. Sure, that sure is a fucking take, isn't it? Oh god, Transformers lore is weird, but we'll get a lot into that later in this podcast. But for now, um, Jank. For those who don't know, just t- tell the people who you are, and then uh, what have you been up to? Alrighty then. Hello, everybody. My name is Jankerton J. Junker, or Janky, or Jank, or any variation of that. I am a funny virtual YouTuber slash streamer, content creator, megalomaniac. <laughs> robot. I, robot. Obviously, of course. That that Me doing this is for your own human ear amusement because my natural robot voice is too strong you know it's too Mm -hmm. strong too powerful too powerful and uh i stream on twitch.tv uh usually mondays wednesdays and fridays though it fluctuates but if you're if you're seeing one of those days i'm probably on streaming some random game or saying some 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 funny stuff i make some sillies i goof around i'm Mm -hmm. playful and you're, you're one of them internet funny people. Internet funny guys, yeah. Uh, I guess I do. Do you, you want to explain how we how we how we met? How we cross streams? Uh, no, you don't have to explain how we mm. met. You just you know you just um, 
Like I said, what what tell the people what you what you've been up to. Oh, I've been well besides the streaming stuff. Uh last semester of college courses because I'm baby boy. I'm baby boy. The I'm a little uh, the child. The 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 the, the twenty three year old twenty two year old child. I forgot my own age. Oh my god, the god, baby. You are you are so young. You're like eight years younger than me. Jesus Christ. Which means I was the key demographic for the show when it came out. For real. Which means I have, uh, what's the word? I've been blinded by nostalgia. You see, every the show is perfect every way, and I cannot. I'm objectively right. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh. God, I mean, Beast Wars was mine, so, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for Beast Wars, but, you know, other than the, uh, the, the, the college stuff, have you been reading anything, been watching anything of, in- of interest? Uh, well, watching stuff-wise, uh, I guess just video essays, the, the, just to pass the time, uh, mm. They help me sleep at night. I actually have been reading, trying to get into reading things. Uh, I did a big, uh, I guess I don't have any college books this semester because I am a smart genius who picked classes that don't require books. I decided to use that free time to read uh, classics. So I am currently reading through Count of Monte Cristo. Ooh. Because uh, of totally legitimate reasons and interests in Edmund Dantes that don't relate to any kind of mobile game or otherwise. Or Rompa. Or Rompa, the hit PS Vita game slash PSP game of all time. Totally. I was uh, just interested in French literature and nothing else. Now I want to bring you on, uh, the next time I bring you on, I'll bring you on for uh, fucking, what's it called? Uh, Gunkutsuo. Oh, dearie me. That'll be fun. I, I am holding off on watching that show because A, reading the book will be more interesting, and B, I'm going to be smitten. I'm, I, 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 oh. I can't keep doing this. Gonkutsuo is so fucking good. Uh, like it's it's visually stunning. It has that old. um that that moving textures thing going on. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the other the other funny story about that. Hmm. About uh, what's it? Ch Greenblatt, creator of Chowder. He got right. the the moving texture stuff from that show, which is just why. <laughs> no, no, really. He was he saw that show. He saw that show and thought, I need to put this. In, in my funny food cartoon with non sequiturs. That's such a that's such a uh, wild connection. Comedy gold. Comedy gold. God, I did not appreciate Chowder at the time that I watched it, but looking back on it, man, Chowder was fucking funny. It was it was written by one of the quote unquote like best SpongeBob writers of the time, CH Green, but he like mm-hmm. my man Carl that knows what he, he he's an ace of the ladies, he knows what to do. He's a hero, a champion. Yeah, yeah. The he's he's a he's a funny man. I think he's what is he working on? I think he's working on right now, he's working on uh the ghost of Molly McGee, actually. Wasn't he also doing Jellystone? Yeah, it was Jellystone, not not the ghost of Molly McGee. The reason I made that connection is that one of the the, the ghost scratch in uh the ghost of Molly McGee is the same voice as uh, uh Gaspacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh... Snyder, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dennis Snyder, yeah. Has he ever been in a Transformers thing? I feel like he has. Uh, I don't know. That's like, a good question. You assume, right? Because Transformers has a very it has the Scooby Doo esque habit of like celebrity get like guest voice actors for that time. This show not being an exception at all, as we'll 
those will go into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, like besides that, just reading classics, thinking about future stuff, worrying about the college. Have you um? Have you read uh any um? Fucking uh, Discworld. Discworld. Oh, oh, that 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 that's also on my list. I have. So I remember when I, I remember in 2015, 2016, some friends were talking about. I think I think this is basically like this was when the Good Omens adaptation was being announced, and Terry Pratchett was going back in the public vogue. I guess he's always he's he's always kind of like relevant. I feel, and mm-hmm. I was just buying a bunch of his books left and right, and say I'm gonna read through all these this summer, and then the summer passed. I'm gonna read through all these this summer, and then the summer passed, and now I just have like three books that I have not read yet that I want to. Those being Thud, Raising Steam, and I think. Maybe Mort. Oh yeah, Mort is um. I I I'm actually reading Mort right now, because uh, I'm reading them in publication order. Ooh. Uh, so I read uh, The Color of Magic, The Light, Fantastic, Equal Rights, and now I'm reading Mort. So the next one would be I think. Sorcery, yeah, sorcery, and then the Weird Sisters would be after that. I don't know what, I I don't know what's after that one. I'm looking forward to reading um, what's it called? Soul music. I've heard a lot of good things about soul music. I'm very happy for the audience now. They get to get fantasy and then sci-fi in the same podcast. It's true. I mean, we talk about whatever. On this. True, true. The the but... week is for literally everything that's not the show. <laughs> Would it be rude of me to say you are being deceived? <laughs> We get, we're, 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 this is Transformers podcast, and now we're talking about Discworld and Terry Pratchett. God, have you have you listened to this podcast? God, we, that's, we, that's we, the motto, isn't it? Laser and I have gone on so many tangents that it's God. It's not even funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, other than anything else that you feel like worth mentioning, any really good video essays you watched recently? Really good video essays, like um, out of the ones that you've watched recently. Uh... <clears throat> when I wasn't finishing, but more so just was surprised the sheer volume of it. Ah, oh, I forget her name, but the 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 YouTuber who found the uh, Sailor Moon American cartoon pilot. Oh the Saban Sailor Moon show. Yes, I was watching that, God. and like, there's, like, I, I just love the genre of USA, where it's like everything has some, some like, there's prologues. It's a, it's a narrative going on, and that's great. Have you ever it, watched, uh, no, no, sorry, go. I was gonna say, it's just, it's just, I'm just always enamored by like how people put all these production value into just telling the most banal story of hey, Saban wanted to make their own Sailor Moon cartoon to get money, it didn't work so well. Right. Uh, God, I think one of the best ones that I watched recently was um, fucking uh, the uh, I forget the name of the. The, the channel, but oh, the video was called Miyazaki's Lupin. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, it's like 49 minutes. Uh, it's literally just about how Miyazaki interpreted Lupin and how various other directors interpreted Lupin and his characterization. Uh, let me see if I can find it again. Miyazaki's Lupin. This is something kind of interesting. I... 
Yeah, that's that's Castle Cagliostro, right? Obviously. Oh uh, yeah, he but he also did some of the um, he was because he was with TMS, and TMS did a lot of the um, uh, the show like the specific eras of the show, and so Miyazaki ended up directing quite a few episodes of the actual right. uh, original series. Um, hold on, yeah, let me... like you can kind of. You gotta notice that if you if you're someone who read like the OG Monkey Punch manga and then you see the anime and you're like, yeah, this Lupin's like kind of a different guy entirely, like a whole different beast entirely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one guy is super cool with like. I I I don't want to say that I don't want to say the manga Lupin is like unhinged, but he's a little unhinged. Yeah, each Lupin is like different. Um, hold on, I mean, I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna post it here. Uh, here we go. Me is like he's looping. Um. Uh. Oh God. Hold on. Breaking news. Uh oh. Speaking of video essays, I just got an. I just got a, a. A little dingle dang. For Quentin reviews. Quentin, oh, the Sam and Cat video is finally here. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Timing. Five hours, baby. That. Let's fucking go! See, you were you were you were all actually really deceived for reals. This was actually a prelude to the Salmon Cafe by Quentin Reviews. I I Oh my That's such a like that I know we're talking about here we're here for tangents, like this is just like such a wild thing. The in like the, the amount of like actual insanity from the show's production, the kind of like really just unfortunate treatment of Jeanette McCurdy among other things. Oh god, that shit about the that one uh, stunt actor breaking actually breaking his ribs on set for the Gibby stunt. Oh god. No, that no, oh jeez. He actually break his ribs? Yeah. No wonder he's like I don't know if you follow like what he does now, but he he No. You don't come you, you don't come out of like child acting in any way that's not going to be a little a little off unless you just have a, like a, I want to say good support. And some of these kids, mm-hmm. when they were acting, I say kids, but they're they're older than me now. At this point, they, they they were very much, you know, did not have that support. They were just sort of thrust into this, and that's kind of sad to see. Yeah. Very sad to see. Yeah. Um. So is that it for you, Janky? Or? Yeah, that's about that's about it. Okay. Uh, for me, um. Adrian and I are still watching uh, Monster. Uh, on Netflix? N- oh, it's on Netflix now? Uh, yeah, Netflix, uh, TMS. Not TMS? No, not TMS. Uh, Toki- Nihon TV. Nihon TV. Uh, deal with, with uh, Netflix again. Death Note's back. The first 38 episodes of Hunter x Hunter are back. Oron's back. I didn't even know it was gone. I think I literally saw it the day before they announced it. The new Auron or the old Auron? Oh, there's a new new there's a new one. I think there's a new one coming well, out, I, maybe. Well, I am not old man reclining. I am not checking that out because that is a day that those are days long gone for me. I mean, the, they made a new fruits basket, so I wouldn't be shocked by anything at this point. Yeah, but the fruits basket is good. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so is Iron High School Host Club. Hello. Oron has good things in it, but it also has a lot of, like, caveats. I mean, yeah, but a lot so, of does, big caveats. so does, so does, so does Fruit Basket. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, this is, is 
gonna be a big thing about Shoujo manga. All the all the sort of the wheels, all the roundabout discussions. In the end, it it, it is what it is, and it's it, it deserves what being remembered, I suppose. Though I, if I had to pick or choose, I think I'd pick Fruits Basket over Oron because. I mean, if you made me pick a shoujo that I had, that, and that was the only shoujo that I could read, I'd probably pick Inuyasha. Yeah, but. no, no, that Ruka Takahashi, she understood something. Mm-hmm. That woman knows things. Yeah, she understood that I uh, was in gay denial about really liking Sushomaru. Uh Wasn't wasn't everyone be real wasn't everyone yeah yeah i mean except for some other some of our mutual friends who don't like bishis but you know is he i mean i mean have he are you kidding me are you look at sushomaru and tell me this man isn't bishi i know it's more just the fact that like i see him but then i hear david k and that like kind of balances out the david k voice Mm -hmm. bishis him for me yeah yeah, and then you have fucking Scott McNeil. It's fucking Koga. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Did you ever see that clip of Scott McNeil going to the con dressed as Koga, and he just, like, runs up out of the stage and grabs a mo- mic and goes, Kagome! I love, I love you, Scott McNeil. My favorite Scott McNeil quote is he, this man goes to MetroCon every fucking year, and there's a, a panel where he's like, so some people ask me, hey, Scott, why did you all do all those uh, 3D CG Barbie movies? And he says, Scott McNeil gotta eat. Scott McNeil gotta eat. <laughs> Scott McNeil gotta eat. Scott McNeil gotta eat. God. Oh, God. Can't wait to talk about uh, the Scott McNeil show when we eventually talk about Beast Wars on this podcast. Canada's strongest Australian. Truly. Literally Wolverine. Um, literally Wolverine. Um, also Piccolo in the ocean dub of Dragon Ball. God. Uh, and then um, <clears throat> other than Monster, uh, we're watching watching the dub and God Liam O'Brien. I love Liam O'Brien. He's he's Tenma in the dub. No, Tenma's great. No, Liam O'Brien. I've not. I don't think I watched the show at all. I think I just read the manga. But I have heard his bit pieces of his performance, and he sells it. The real, the real kicker is like, uh, I think, I think this was one of like, uh, what's his name? Oh my god, I'm blanking out. Keith Silverstein's earliest roles, right? As, yeah, Johan, and it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fucking creepy. He's weird. He's 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 a, he's a freak. He's insane. He's yeah. calm. Yeah, there's a lot of um, of what I like to call the Saban Digimon voice actors in that show. Fucking, you got a uh, Richard Epcar is fucking everywhere in that show. Oh my god. I I love Richard Epcar, but and he's everywhere. Uh, I think also uh, what's his name? Derek Stephen Prince. Uh, Ken slash Impmon. Uh. Robert, I think Robert Axelrod might also be in that show, who is the voice of Wizard Wizardmon. Uh, also, Z- Lord Zed. Yeah. Um. No Crispin Freeman yet, but I'm on the lookout for for a Crispin Freeman. Crispin Freeman's freaking everywhere. Like. Yeah. 
yeah. it's kind of crazy how many like how many things he's, he's done because you'll hear him in like LA things, you'll hear him in like one or two Texas, you'll hear him in Texas things because he, he does he did stuff for for Helsing, and then you'll hear him in stuff like for, for like NYAV post, not even NYAV post the the uh the guys who dubbed Slayers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's I know there's not. I know they're not four kids, but it is the same collective of like those actors. Yeah, it's freaking because because uh, Brock's voice actor is in that dub. Every every, every four kids person is in that dub. Mm-hmm. All, the, all, all the Sonic Warriors, all your favorite Pokemon. Yeah, freaking um, I think the the thing he's a, the thing that Chris Freeman is in now is I think he's in the dub of uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Mm-hmm. He versus Gyome, I think the big yeah. one. Yeah, the, yeah, he does. Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, yeah, Abby's he's still, Abby's still doing things. Oh, he's also uh the villain of the first season of Yasuhime. Speaking of Inuyasha, it all comes full circle. Oh god, I I have not watched any of Yasuhime just because like eh, other things. I think Yasuhime is a very interesting case of wow, they got they were able to get like all the voice actors back. Every like every voice actor back while also getting a new cast of people from like like the like the bang zoom la talent the mm-hmm. NYAB post like new york talent i think some people there here and there and it just sa- and nothing sounds weird it doesn't sound like clashing everyone just feels right yeah yeah i need i need to watch it but it's sort of like number one i want to finish inuyasha because i never actually finished it uh like re- i need to re- rewatch it and finish it and then number two I don't think I can emotionally handle seeing those characters again in that context. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. I, my only memories of Inuyasha were, were again, that eight-year age gap. It was just, oh, that's the show that plays at 6 a.m. on Adult Swim. You kidding me? No, that's the same for me, buddy. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Whereas, I don't know, you had the... the child brain capacity is that the right word for it? i'm gonna call it that that sounds weird but i'm gonna call it that as well, well you have the child brain capacity to to comprehend what you were watching i thought i was having a nightmare and went back to sleep god do you know that 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 feel when you're like you're you're just awake enough that the 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 thing that's on television is affecting the dream can't tell you how many times my dreams have been affected by Crypto the Super Dog and uh, the George Lopez show. <laughs> I think I dreamed one time about the the wire lady from like the early like the super early arc of Inuyasha. The one that like Oh uh, yeah, fucking yeah. Yura Yura of the Hair. Oh shit, it was a hair stuff. Gross. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember having a dream where she was in the McDonald's and I was so frightened that I I woke up. <laughs> Like, I can't explain to you what was scary about it. I don't know. That's really funny. Like that was that was kid me. I can re- I can remember that, but I can't remember like a lot of other things. Oh well. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, the monster, and then I'm still reading Chainsaw Man. Yippee! God, Chainsaw Man is is, is so good. <laughs> I'm... As as a fun as a fun modern age zoomer, I can I can now divul- uh, dissect your opinion. What do you think of it? Um, I think Chainsaw Man starts off like 
just it, it it's good like it's a serviceable manga and it does it does it's definitely trying to be a a shonen with like more horror elements obviously mm-hmm. and and it, it tries to do a lot of pretty prototypical shonen stuff other than it being really gory but i think where chainsaw man kind of shifts is Mainly to do with a couple things. One is examining uh, the entire idea of, in a lot of shonen, these main protagonist characters being hit on by older women, and that not being okay. In 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 the two capacities in which it happens, one of them is like, "Oh man, I'm glad I didn't come on to you because that would have been weird," and then the other case, she actively being emotionally and sexually manipulative and she's the villain um and then how it it does this really good job of like once one second we're we're laughing about like haha denji denji kissed a girl and now she's puking his mouth and then the next second it's like Oh, I'm sad now. Wow, Denji, uh, he's so broke, he, he can't he can't even afford bread. Wow, Denji is so emotionally neglected that he starts to believe that he doesn't have a heart because he's not experienced the full spectrum of joy and doubts his own humanity. And then... Wow. The, 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 the arc, I think, where Chainsaw Man goes from good to great is the bomb devil. That is just that is those two statements like super fucking imposed until it's like one to one. It the 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 part that killed me in the the bomb devil arc is like when Denji is like, why does everyone want the chainsaw man heart? What about Denji? What about his heart? Does anybody care about that one? Everyone among every woman that I've ever been with. Just sh- is shitty and manipulative. Ah, uh, he's like th- he's sixteen. He's, he's a kid. That is a child. That is a child. He's a little. He's a sad little meow meow. You know what? I think that's the first time that that phrase has ever been used in a proper and like actual genuine way, and not uh, an evil malicious way, like how I use it for characters I like. <laughs> no, he is a genuinely sad little meow meow. And I also just, like, love power, but I also just love gremlin women, so, you know. Power rocks. I love power. Power has the universal appeal of just being annoying, but also, like, good annoying, and obtrusive annoying, and always in... It's... It's like the the Poochie effect, almost, just, like... Where power's off screen. Where's power? What is she doing? Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah. Yeah, just sort of as like one last thought about that. It's just very cool to have like that kind of character just not really stop doing that. Just real just just do it in a in a lesser way to like the characters of, like the like the friends she's made. But still mm-hmm. do it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I my my favorite thing about power, and this is not just in Chainsaw Man, this is like a more modern um, uh, shonen 
thing where like in in shonen often it's like this is this became more of a thing with naruto and bleach especially it's like you've got the trio right uh but with jjk and chainsaw man they really try and play with the expectation of the trio where you've got but the only like with jjk it's like yuji is just oh he's just a genuine good boy and then uh fucking what's his name the Fushiguro is like yeah he's the the cool smart guy but also he's kind of a little unhinged but my favorite is just is the quote unquote the girl and then Nobara, when Nobara, when I first saw Kugisaki slash Nobara, I was like, oh, she's the girl. And then she just starts talking. You're like, oh, you're a freak. You're a, you're a, you're an asshole. You're, you're a mean. freak. I love you. You are you 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 have you have spite in your eyes and hatred in your hearts. You're awesome. I love no, I love Kugisaki so much. Uh, and then Power has that same energy where it's like the girl of the group is just a fucking freak <laughs> but also my favorite thing about the um the dynamic between denji and power is that most of the time when you have the the trio it's like the girl is the straight man to the idiocy of the other two characters but power and denji are both fucking stupid they share a single Brain cell. I know, I know the no, not even brain cell. I know the exact chip it is a is a uh, Ben's voodoo heat half of a Ben's voodoo heat chip separated equally from, from both of them, and mm-hmm. sometimes the one eats the other one's chip, and then they get into a fight, and before you know it, there was never any chip at all. It's gone. Yeah, and then That's to and, Denji. and then to, to spite Denji for eating the chip, Power doesn't flush the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like the like it's I I cause it's been it's been so long since I started reading Chainsaw Man back in like twenty eight late twenty eighteen mm-hmm. and I have not only conceptualized the fact that this is a manga that like it started off with the most schlocky grindhouse kind of like writing and humor and is now possibly one of the most endearing stories Shonen Jump has ever like produced that everyone like literally everyone is going I love Chainsaw Man. Yeah, it, it's it's it. Uh, what was it, he cooking? I don't know because the thing about Chainsaw Man is like, it's really hard to convince somebody at the start that Chainsaw Man is super cool and nuanced and has really endearing characters when like one of the first lines do you hear from Denji is like, "I want to touch some titty." It's it's so, uh, God, I'm so excited for the Mappa adaptation of the anime. I'm excited for it as well. If only to, like, I hope it does bring those people that are, like, always on the fence about it mm-hmm. to at least give it a, to at least check it out and just with this series, I hope what happens is that it kind of, like, it kind of, like, uh, I'm trying to the word here. It levels. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't go to, like, Naruto or Bleach level of, like, oh boy, everyone is on this stuff and then expectations and things happened that led to the series like 
dipping down and everyone got mad or hated a part of it and now you have a divisive stuff i hope it changes though man it's like yes you have your nuances and your everyone has their own take but overall everyone could disagree it's good yeah it basically what i want to happen and this is sort of like the new era of what the anime manga industry is now where the anime basically acts as promotional material to sell the tunkoban I know, you, I know it's always been that in some regards. No, but, like, even more so now, especially for, like, shows like JJK and Kimetsu no Yaiba, mm-hmm. where, like, no one was reading Demon Slayer. Like, people were reading Demon Slayer, but, like, nothing, you know, whatever. And then the anime came out, and then Demon Slayer outsold One Piece. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember someone, it was an artist I followed, said, hey, this Demon Slayer thing is kind of wacky. And I read, like, the first couple of chapters... And then I, like, just sort of dropped it, like, just, like, quietly, like, yeah, it's okay, it's neat, it's, like... It's boilerplate. It's alright. And then, fucking, a year in, I'm like, wait, what is, what, what, huh? UFO-able, UFO-able anime, you, baby. You fo- UFO-able did the UFO-able thing, and it, it, it produced mega money. It yeah. Produced super cash. Mm-hmm. Same thing with JJK, because, like, yeah, people were reading JJK. But then that fucking Mappa anime came out, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, JJK fucks." And now, and now here comes the cool part. Now everyone is trying to find new manga from new creators, so they can get on that, exactly. read that before the anime happens. Which yep. Is mm-hmm. Really, I I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing in some way, but it means people are like actively pursuing new things. Yeah. And that has to mean something like like positive. Yeah, and we're we're living in this era of like the most popular manga aren't the ones in Shonen Jump proper. They are in Shonen Jump Digital. Uh with that being like Spy Family. Plus B, it's the plus. And um fucking Kaiju number eight are like digital exclusives, but they're like more popular than the things that are in Shonen Jump physical, like proper. Uh and they're and Spy X Family, obviously, that adaptation came out, and the second half is coming out relatively soon. And then Kaiju Number Eight is also getting an anime. So I can't imagine how much the manga sales are going to explode for Kaiju Number Eight and Spy Family now. You know. Oh no! Uh, yeah, like last last five or so years have been really cool, interesting for manga and how stuff is like growing. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that. Like seeing that and saying I I've, I'm growing up in that or living in that is kind of kind of mm. cool. Yeah, we're it's like there's been this new the new boom of the of manga where back in the day that boom was the big three you know the the Bleach Naruto uh, One Piece era slash when drag the end of tail end of Dragon Ball era but now we're living in a new one now or the beginning the, we're, living, we're living in the beginning of an era of just like extreme manga access as opposed as opposed to the the, the 2000s era of tokyo pop dude i i'm 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 turning around i'm turning around right now looking at my bookshelf and i have fucking the devil may cry 3 tokyo pop manga and like hold on what else is over here oh that fucking manhwa king of hell fucking uh all, like the the old Shonen Jump like uh, yeah that manga, shit the old Shonen Jump like manga brand that only came to the states like in early two thousands and right. was kind of just oh wait yeah basically but I, 
yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Does that mean, does that mean Star Wars Crusaders was in the States in 08, too? Uh, I'm not sure, because I don't think that, like, there was, like, super accessible releases of the JoJo manga until the uh, the JoJo Valier slash super yeah, big... The, the real, like, releases. The now, real... Yeah, the re-releases, which Those were mainly, yeah, yeah, which is because of like the David Pro anime. Because I mean, that's that's a perfect example of another like the anime says the manga, where it's like a manga that has been around forever, but it's reintroduced to the quote unquote more casual anime because most people watch anime over reading manga, but JoJo is reintroduced to a new audience through a really good adaptation. You know, and then people go and will read the manga after the fact, right? People are like, yeah, this part's cool. What's the next one? Oh, I have to wait for that one? Maybe I'll read this. Yeah, maybe I'll go and read it. Also, part eight just ended, so, you know. Yeah, part eight just ended. Oh, what's that? This, undis- this nondescript streaming service is cutting up this anime into, like, eight million pieces, and it's taking forever for stuff to be put out. Gee, maybe I should just read that stuff. Maybe I should just go read Stone Ocean. <laughs> maybe I should just go read Steel Ball Run and save myself the trouble. I can't wait for Steel Ball Run to come out and everybody to complain how ugly the horses are going to look. They're going to be CG probably. But the horses are horses are so hard to animate. You don't They're understand. They're going to be CG and I'm fine with it. I kind of just want to read Steel Ball Run because yeah. it seems... Well, first yeah. of all, the, 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 the two guys, the two bros, the two dudes. Gyro and Johnny. I, I, I like these two dudes. I like the funny one and the mean one. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? But, I mean, you just like... You like Jaro a lot, because he's a little... Little shit. Look, if you get your teeth in... If you have... If you, have, if you got grill in the fucking... In the in the, in the... in the in the 19th century... You got that 19th century grill, like, you're good. No, you're correct. What is... Does it say Japelli or... Zapelli or Gyro? I forget. I think it says Go-Go Gyro. God... And he just smile. He does his dumb little yo-hos when he fucking smiles. What a fu- what an asshole. Hey, Johnny, tell him to fall off his horse. Tell him yourself. Hey, asshole. Eat shit. Fall, eat fall shit. Off fall off your horse. Fall off your horse. That's good. That's gonna be. That's gonna get so much mileage on that, Twitter when, when, it, when it gets animated. That that meme is that's that's meme meme territory right there. Alright, so, uh, all that being said, I think we're done with the weeks. Um, the only other manga that I've been reading, and not to get too much into it, is I've been rereading Mashal because the anime is coming out. So, you know. I hear Mashal's like. It's good. It's good. It's just good. It's just good. It's just good, Shonen. It's just good. It's what if. What if Rock Lee was the main character of Harry Potter? Fuck yeah. I don't want Rock Lee a fucking. It's like. The the you guy who, Hogwarts. the the guy who can't do magic he's just super buff and strong, and then he just just does shit. Oh, but wow, uh, so, Bla- so Black Clover. Yeah, but you know, Vashel is really good. Also, the other anime I'm super excited about coming out that um, manga I've been reading is the, the is Blue Lock. Oh, the soccer manga. I have seen. It's good. It's. So I've good. seen panels. This is this is what it seems to be one of those sports manga of hey you know this sport this sport uh is fucking life 
and if you suck at the sport, you're gonna die. You gotta, you gotta kill people in this sport. Well, to... the whole, the whole crux of Blue Lock is like, Japan sucks at soccer. So if this guy comes along and says, "Hey, I think I can make Japan have the best player in all of the world. Just give me a bunch of money, and I'm gonna lock a bunch of like a couple hundred high school students in this prison." And have them play soccer until one of and until only one of them is left, and he will be the best in the world. Okay, Joey, I'm gonna be real with you. Uh huh. I did not know that's why it's called Blue Lock. Holy shit! Blue Lock is so fucking wild. I thought it was just like oh, like oh, you gotta like lock together as a team. You mean they're in a prison? They're basically just the Baki arc where he's in prison, but yes. for soccer. Yes, and and it's like you have to like play it you do have to play in games with teams but it's like there's a there's sort of like a like oh the that the you guys won you better perform good in this game and the lowest performing guy will get nixed and then there's like a or like whatever and there's just a bunch of whack challenges like they straight up have like solid light hologram goalies and like other whack shit what do you have to play with like solid stone fucking soccer balls no but there's some other shit. God, no, I've, I've seen panels and it gets wild. I didn't yep. think we were getting. I didn't think we were getting Inazuma Eleven wild. It's but the only thing about it that's wild is the premise. But like all the sort of visual stuff, like the if you like, you see the black lightning and shit coming out of characters. That's not literally happening. It's more of I like a vis, it's more of a visual. Yeah, yeah obviously, that's it's worth going like to do that stuff to make it interesting. And yeah. I know it's not them with magic powers, but it's fun to imagine. Does everyone see this, or am I just seeing this? Yeah, no, it's it's cool. There's like a bunch of whack shit like this one character who's like I'm I'm a all-rounder and I I can copy anybody's technique up to 99%, so they call me the chameleon and other stupid bullshit. Fucking What do you mean you can copy techniques? Do you mean the techniques that everyone knows cuz it's soccer and it has rules and regulations? No, no. Everyone... No, I can copy this one technique where I uh do I'm able to do a a, a reverse I'm able to pass the ball to myself. That sounds stupid. <laughs> that sounds really stupid. Like I, I can, I'm going to, I'm going to kick the ball as if I'm going to, like pass it to somebody. But I'm then I'm going to dash past the guy who was blocking me, and then do like a nutmeg past the other guy and catch my own pass. <laughs> Blue Lock is they're, great. They're, 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 put, they're, put, they're putting the same drugs they put in the, the fucking Greek Olympus team from, 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 from Inazuma in these kids. Oh no, they're, you need to you need to read Blue Lock. It's so fucking good. They're, they're putting the same fucking like, so, like soccer drugs. Yeah. Uh, Alright, that all being said, uh, that's, that's our weeks. So, we're going to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about Transformers Animated. And welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Welcome back. Yeah, well, yeah, welcome back. We took a we took a break. Took five. Got more water. Took our you know bio breaks. Uh, so got our energon cubes back. God. Yep. Yeah, gotta get that. Gotta get that delicious, delicious energon. Okay. Question: Do you prefer energon as blue or purple? I'm gonna say purple because sparks should be blue. Mmm. I see. Uh, so, uh, 
Transformers Animated was a American animated television series based on the toy lot in the same lane. It ran on, It was produced by Cartoon Network and Hasbro and animated by Answer Studio and Mook Animation. And the intro was animated by Studio 4C. The series debuted on December 26, 2007 and ended on May 23, 2009, running for 42 episodes across three seasons. In Japan, the show debuted on April 3, 2010 on TV Aichi and TV Tokyo. Uh, the show was created by Sam Register, Matt Youngberg, uh, Derek J. Wyatt, uh, developed by Marty Eisenberg, starring the voices of, oh boy, this is going to be, um, oh boy, so hold on, let me get the, all the warriors, all the warriors, uh, Jeff Bennett as Prowl, Ultra Magnus, Soundwave, Mixmaster, uh, Angry Archer, Corey Burton as Ratchet, Megatron, Shockwave, Ironhide, Spike Witwicky, Cyrus the Colossus Road, Cyclonus, Braun, Bill Fagerbeck as Bulkhead, Hotshot, and Master Disaster, David Kay as Optimus Prime, Grimlock, Lugnut, Highbrow, Cliffjumper, and Warpath, Tom Kenny as Starscream, Scrapper, Waspinator, Jetfire, Skywarp, Sunstorm, Thundercracker, and Rattletrap, Bumper Robinson as Bumblebee, Blitzwing, Blackout, Porter C. Powell, and Tara Strong as Sorry Sumdak, Red Alert, uh, Stryka, Slipstream, Teletran 1, and Cree Summer as Black Arachnia slash Ilita 1. We also have a bunch of um, characters who are non-recurring. Uh, Susan, and human characters. Yeah, and human characters, uh, other than Sorry, who's technically not human, but you know. Uh, Susan Blue, uh, who is not only in the show as R.C., but also is the voice director of this show. Mm-hmm. And she was also the original voice of RC. Get used to hearing uh, that term of phrase for some characters, because this show, it was hard with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Townsend Coleman is Sentinel Prime, uh, which, uh, for those who, for the little trivia for you, the reason that Sentinel Prime is blue and has a giant chin is because Townsend Coleman voiced the tick. The more you know. It's the little things. Uh, Lance Lance Henriksen as Lockdown. Phil Lamar as Jazz, Oil Slick, and Omega Supreme, but only for Season 3. Jet Storm, Alpha Trion. John Mariano as Dirt Boss. Don Moshida Jr., a.k.a. the Micro Machines guy, as Blur, who was also the original voice of Blur. Judd Nelson as Rodimus Prime. Alexander Polensky as Henry Masterson, a.k.a. Headmaster, Total Ownage. <laughs> uh, Brian Posehn as Nanosec. Ky- Kevin Michael Richardson as Omega Supreme in Season 2. Kath Susie as Professor Princess. Peter Stormare as Prometheus Black. George Decay as Yokotron. Fred Willard as Swindle. And the man, the myth, the legend, Weird Al Yankovic as Rekgar. Uh, that's, that's, that's the man. That's the man. So, oh, yeah, this, boy, this, it's weird coming back to this show, for me specifically, mainly because, um, season one and two ran, I saw reruns of them so many times, so it was like, I knew them front to back. But by the time season three was airing, um, the hub had become a thing. 
and so mm-hmm. season three was being tur- was not being really aired on Cartoon Network, but if it, or if it was, it was in a time slot that they couldn't catch. So and then the hub, aka the it Hasbro's own network, was like, "Hey, we're gonna put season three on on there instead." And then I wouldn't I wouldn't catch it until much later. So I never actually seen all of season three all the way through until now. I was so. I was kind of the opposite take of that because I remember the show like I remember when I started watching the show, I just remember like I point I was like, Oh yeah, this is Transformers anime. This is the Transformers show that is happening now. Mm-hmm. And thinking like Well thinking like this is like for for me being like you know, this, like this is what I, like being actually like, like being eight or nine years old this was the first time I'd seen Transformers, like, like American Transformers, because before that we had the Unicrons, like, so, like the Unicron saga. Yep. And that was that was tsunami, that was like tsunami stuff. That was like, your that was just an, it was just straight up anime. And so seeing Transformers kind of like, still still technically be anime because of like just its history, but more to like yeah your Monster of the Week type formats have all these voice actors and all these characters that. Uh, just like characters that were not present at all in that Unicron timeline showing up with their most accurate depiction compared to, to Gen 1 was crazy. Yeah, because it was like, they really wanted a a return to form where it was like an homage to the original trilogy but also trying something new. And they really kind of departed a lot in a lot of ways, mainly like how Optimus is not the established war hero leader character we know from the original series he's like an underdog and actually kind not, of like he's not the guy yeah he's not the guy you know he's not he's not robot jesus anymore he's just a soldier he's just he's just a, a, a failed soldier because he got he gets booted out mm-hmm. but with the ragtag like rejects mm-hmm. they're a bunch of underdogs so they thought they originally were going to make optimus more like original d1 optimus but thought the more underdog-esque way of doing him was more interesting and different. Um, honestly, I think I really like... Uh, the, the, the other version of that was like... Fucking Optimus was Primal, right? Because Primal was just the leader of a scientific exploration vessel. And then, like... He's, then by the end of the series, he's saving the timeline of the entire Cybertronian race. Uh, but I think the best way of describing this, sorry to cut off. Is no, no, go, no, go, go. The, be- the best way to describe the show is that it takes bits and pieces from everything before it, and just like in that same nature of it being a ragtag team, it is a ragtag show that takes all these unique things while while also adding in like Derek J. Wyatt's own propensity for stuff because this is like Derek J. Wyatt, like almost two or three years right after Teen Titans stopped airing, right? Yeah, basically, when he got the call to make this show, he was working on um, Legion of Superheroes at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, dude, he got that call and was like, dude, you, do, you, do you realize how much I love Transformers? I don't think you understand how important this is to me. And the world knew. The world would soon know in the next three years just how much this guy loves Transformers because holy shit. Mm-hmm. The the amount of lore and sort of like reference to 
not just the old show, but like Beast Wars, Beast Machines, the comics, not just the Marvel comics, but also like the UK continuity of comics, characters, background characters from that were only ever released as toys, etc. You know, uh, it's it's crazy actually. Uh, especially like for example, the first the, the first thing we see in the show is Optimus Prime watching an old war documentary, but it's just footage from the old cartoon. Uh, the original fucking show, yeah. The original like everything's all boxy, everyone's old and stuff. And I, I like the implication that like, oh god, it's some like was the original show propaganda? Honestly, some of it might have been. I, I like that idea that, like, some of the events of the original series did happen. Just not, like, the stuff involving Optimus. That's yeah. a that's a really, like, fun theory to have. Just, like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, like, imagine that. Like, the 80s cartoon, you know how they have it, like, introduced, like, every now return to the Transformers. It's, like, they're narrating an epic, like, galaxy-spanning saga. Mm-hmm. When in reality, anime is what actually happened. Yeah. It's, like, just a, it's just a documentary. About they the events. In, they weren't in some science place in like the desert. They were just in Detroit. Which, by the way, I think it's really cool that they just have be a named city. Uh, they constantly bring up that they're next to Lake Erie. Yeah, they uh, apparently, in the original production, the show was going to take place a little farther in the future. And it was going to be called Droid Detroit and not actually just be Detroit. It was going to be a fake city, uh, which is interesting. But I like the idea of, like, where would the Transformers be? The 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 robots that turn into cars, the the, the world, the Motor City, baby. Motor fucking city. That's a different show, but you know. Uh, God, but the, the um, that that footage, and then like, there's a lot of like stuff I never noticed before. That now that I'm way more familiar with the lore and I'm looking for it, like for example, in season three, there's an offhanded comment that Swindle says about. You know, I got this little number from the Quintessons. Lovely guys, the Quintessons. Oh my! Like I, I remember hearing that, thinking like, "Wait, you're just, you're just saying that? You're just you're just saying those guys? The those are the big what? The big five-headed guys who created the Transformers? Oh wait, no, they didn't actually create the Transformers. Uh, Primus did. Actually, no, it was this supercomputer inside of Primus. Wait, actually, no, it was. See, that's that's another thing that shows. It's just from the get-go. Going back to it, from the get go, is like, yeah, no, there's a lot of crazy, conflicting, and sometimes kind of just counterintuitive lore. So we're gonna just make our own thing, mm-hmm. and some characters won't be the same as like they usually are. Others will just be unchanged. Yeah, like Starscream. He is. This is the. This is kind of the most Starscream Starscream I can think of because he just does everything. There is a part where we get to see him get taken apart into various aspects of Starscream. To show how much of a Starscream he is. Yeah, and how I, that aspect of him, like with the Seekers and like the clones, was used in Prime later, and then like, but it was also an excuse to like, a re like the aspect of like how Starscream in the original show, like the Seeker mold, got fucking recolored so many goddamn times. Yeah. So like, well, why not make Starscream a a, a bunch of clones, yeah. but also. Yeah, clone army, but also taking into his aspect from the original show, where he was immortal because of his weird mutant spark and like the the ghost of Starscream, whatever the fuck. 
Oh, God. You can't kill him. You can't kill him. You can blow him up, but you can't get rid of him. I love that entire montage of him trying to kill Megatron and just failing every single fucking time. And Megatron says my favorite thing, my favorite, one of my favorite lines in all of Transformers, Starscream does his, I will lead the Decepticons, and the Megatron says, oh please, you couldn't lead a parade. Oh my god. Just, it's such a, I'm not realizing that, like, aren't parade, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to, like, I didn't really think about the line, isn't the whole point of parade that you don't really have to do much effort to lead it, it's just, it's a line. Yeah, that's the joke. God. Like you, you're so absolutely shit. You couldn't leave the parade. Wa- you couldn't even walk straight. Yeah, you couldn't make walk. Make of that straight. what you will. Mm-hmm. Make of that what you will. Also, don't slipstream. Yeah, slipstream. <laughs> We're gonna talk about slipstream. These are all aspects of Starscream. What's slipstream supposed to be? I think slipstream is supposed to be the only part of Starscream that's actually competent. Heard here, folks. Derek J. Wyatt is a feminist. Yeah. He gave question, us like question mark. He gave us our first. Well, I can't say good human character because she's not. <laughs> she's yeah, not human. Sorry, sorry Deck is a character. Okay, so sorry. I kind of not really tune her out, but never really like pay attention to the fact that like yeah, she's almost in every episode. As the tag along sidekick, but then they have, but then they also like, I forget how this season two like have also like play into more of like the mystery of like Sari and her and her like her. Oh uh, like, no! The the the, uh, the whole thing was the the end of season two was. The, oh, there we go. The that big the, the big reveal was that she was a robot, and then the beginning of season three is like she does the upgrade thing. Does the upgrade? Yeah. So they they haven't like built into it. It's just like a, oh yeah, she's a robot. Yeah. Techno organic, techno organic proto, the proto forms, the DNA merging, something something something. Joe Greshinka, I don't know. Something something something. Beast machines. Oh yeah, that's right. That is, that is that is beast machines. Yeah, that is beast machines. That's literally it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Beast machines isn't isn't good, but. <laughs> but they but Derek J. Wyatt's like it's still Transformers, and I will respect it. Yeah, you know what's one of the wildest things to me in the Transformers lore is this one of the most ubiquitous parts of the entire lore wasn't even in the original series, and that's Sparks as a concept. Like, Sparks were introduced in Beast Wars. Really now? Yeah. Because the, the, the Allspark was in the movie. We always knew about the Allspark. Yeah, no, the movie was the Matrix of Leadership. Oh, wait, it wasn't? Oh, it was the Matrix of Leadership. It wasn't even the AllSpark. Nope. Oh my god. Yeah. No, the, that's the Michael Bay movies that say it's the AllSpark or something. Mm-hmm. Or and, the, the and, then, and then to line up with the, the, the marketing of the AllSpark, they put it in Transformers Animated because those movies were coming out around the same time as Animated was. Huh. The more you know about Transformers lore. I always just... I, I, I know they're different things, but I never, like, conceptualized, yeah, what is the thing you open up and then the touch starts playing? The other is the soul of God. Yeah, the the, the, the AllSpark came about through the live-action movies. It, Damn. Like, that's... the live-action movies actually gave us a super ubiquitous thing in the Transformers continuity. Wow, 
Wow. And then Thanks, the, Michael Bay. The concept of the spark as a whole, like the soul of a, a Cybertronian, was introduced in Beast Wars. It, oh, that really was that really was the show to like bring in like the yeah no, uh the fights matter characters die they can die they will die, mm-hmm. and it will suck and you're gonna be like wow that sucks yeah, and also uh we're gonna make the one of the best Transformers in all of fucking the media with Dinobot. We're gonna make At- one of the best villains with fucking what's his face mm. oh my god Waspin ah what okay. Well, He's a goof. He's a Starscream too, but like more goofier and more inept. I love. I meant, I meant uh, what's his face, the the weird crustacean Hannibal Lecter type. Oh fucking uh, Ravage. Ravage, holy like. The the crab. There's not gonna be other fucking Ravage in Transformers. If there ever is, it's never gonna be close to that. The Ravage who was made from like Stars Starscream's mutant mutant spark or whatever. And then there was that episode where Starscream possessed Waspinator as a ghost. And now you're multiplying. You're stacking the adept buffs. Yeah. Yeah. Waspinator was in... I I was, I was. love that Waspinator is also in this show. I love that there's a lot of Beast War stuff in this. Happy about it, in general, really. I mean, yeah, being honest here, like, this is the show that got me into the older shows because for every reference I did get, I was lucky, like, again, I was lucky enough to have access to the 80s movie. So seeing R.C., Rodimus, Rekgar in, an, in a way, in a more interesting, like, alternative take on the character, which I love equally as much as the bike mode. Mm-hmm. Seeing those characters was cool. But for all the things I did know, it was like, oh, wait. What the yeah. hell? What the, what the hell is a swindle? Transformers can look like this? Why are his eyes like that? That's yeah. cool. Oh, Wasp, what the hell is a, wait. They could be bugs now. They could be animals. What's going on? They could be whatever they want you to be, baby. Uh, and then, like, this show, I don't how I want to say this. This show and a lot of others like it of its era really became the building block for the show that was both a serialized show, but also had an overarching plot. You know? Yeah. I can kind of. I feel. I feel like I was, as I was watching this, like from beginning to start, I kept thinking about like Adventure Time, which came out two years later. And thinking, yeah, that was a show that was like fun, nonsensical stuff, and that had overarching plot lines by like the last three or four seasons. And while the show was not that long, it had that same feeling of like, yeah, we're gonna start off small. We're gonna start off like, you know, Grant, Grant, like, or our nice little monomyth. We're gonna have some some trips here. We're gonna have some some caveats. We're gonna have some 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 curveballs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, uh, there was a lot of shows of this time period that were, like, doing that, and they sort of created the, the building blocks for, like, the modern cartoons that do that nowadays. Uh, fucking Super Robot Monkey Team did that, too, with the an episodic format, but also having an overarching plot. And, um, fucking, um, God, I'm trying, I know there's another one that I'm, like, oh, Teen Titans, obviously. Like, every season of Teen Titans... Was episode uh, it was had an overarching storyline, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a shame that um the show basically every character except for Starfire got their own season. <laughs> it's a shame we never oh, got Starfire season. Oh, that's right. There's also another Derek J. Wyatt show mm-hmm. that lost the season because, but this time it's worse because season four of the show 
has a full transcript. We exactly know how that story was going to happen, and it just didn't. They yeah. they read it all out live at, 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 at like BotCon, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that like just didn't just didn't get in. Like it just they, they had plans for it, obviously. For example, mm-hmm. the what's it? I you like sort of get to there because the thing about Motormaster. Yep, the thing about Motormaster, where I was like, man, I'm sad we never got to the Shattered Glass universe because David K, who was Beast Wars Megatron, is Optimus in this, and I'm like. Either you have Gary Chalk, who was Mac, uh, Optimus Primal, play Motormaster, or you have him play the good Megatron. One of the two. Like, and I, I, I know for a fact that, like, I'm sure Derek J. White considered that. Yeah, he definitely I, I'm did. Sure if he had the bu- I'm sure if he had the budget, the one scene where Rat Trap shows up would have had Scott McNeil. Yep. Yep. He's got an episode, too. Yeah, he was probably, yeah he was gonna get an episode. A bunch of, there were a bunch of like characters that he really wanted. Like there was gonna be more stuff about Rodimus and his team, and like Ironhide was going to join the auto the the, the Optimus team, uh to re- to replace uh Prowl and Jazz. Was, was it was was it, was it Jazz gonna join as well? Yeah, Jazz was, was like... gonna be more permanent part of the team. Yeah, it's, and then we're gonna the whole thing was gonna be on Cybertron, and Sari was gonna be there, and she was gonna like start learning from RC about Cyber being a Cybertronian. And, you know, all this other... And, like, basically it was, like, Optimus was going to become sort of a... uh, Someone who spoke out against Sentinel trying to make Cybertron basically a police state, essentially. Like, a military police state. And all this other stuff. Treachery and all the, like, the the, the the head intel guy being Shockwave. Yep. Yep. I think that that was the funniest thing of that show. Was, like, watching it be like, oh, yeah, I know these characters. I kind of remember Bulkhead from the from the Unicron saga. Who the hell is Longarm? Oh, we're just picking up characters now. Okay, and then it's like, oh wait, now there you there we go, there we go. That's the one. Yeah. So the the super interesting thing about Bulkhead is while that name had been used before, it really was never attached to like all like you know all certain names are just like once they get attached to a very specific character, they're never used for any other character again. Uh, Bulkhead was like that. Bulkhead had been used for a bunch of different Autobots that were like kind of like nothing. And then this show comes out, and now no one, you can never make another Bulkhead that doesn't look at least vaguely similar to this Bulkhead. The next one immediately was just that, except way more, I don't even say confident, because this Bulkhead was not dumb. He just was like, just didn't yeah. have, like, that was a whole, that was his whole arc was he's a like, very competent like space gate engineer. Yeah, my favorite. I love my autistic robot friend. Anywho, uh, I can now show you these that I took while I was watching. Uh, I think I, I was rewatching because these are very important and show how much I love Bulkhead. Enjoy these. Oh yeah, the uh, the little. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For reference. There's a part season three, uh, episode six, maybe. I the the, the yep. when when Soundwave returns. Oh, no, actually, oh, this is no, this is way later. This is the part where Wasp comes back. Oh, right, yeah. Well, the body swap. That one, yes. The paint and, job. Uh, there is a scene where, you know, Bulkhead realizes, oh, little buddy, it's you. And I shit you not. Turn chibi. When he runs up to, when he runs up to hug Bumblebee, uh, he, he squeaks. He makes, like, squeak steps. Mm-hmm. And it's the most cutest animation I've ever seen. I love this love this guy yeah speak speaking of that like there are a lot of little things that i love about 
Um, what's super cool from the, the sort of like character design perspective is like when when Transformer shows get made, either they make the show and then they make the toys, or the toys get made and then the the show has to work with what the toys are given. This show they worked with the toy designers to make the toys and the show like accurate to each other. So when you see the Autobots transform, that's exactly how the toy works and transforms. Really? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like uh, in the I have the AllSpark Almanac for this, and there's a lot of like design notes about like um, certain characters' designs changing to better fit the toy and to be more uh, accessible as a transforming toy. You know you're right. You're absolutely you're absolutely right because because when again my the big episode for me garbage in garbage out. Featuring Rekgar, uh, the motion. I remember those motions. The feet. I remember how the feet open up like that. Yeah, that is how they do it exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, this was also an, a fantastic toy line just in general. Uh, it was one of the most screen accurate toy lines, and uh, my favorite. Fun looking toys. Yeah. To be honest. Huh. I was gonna say the most like fun looking toys too because Transformers toys had, beforehand had a history of either being like. The old, old boxy ones, or the nightmare of the Unicron line, which is those toys. Those toys are not good toys. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. The Unicron line of toys, a lot of those were not very intuitively designed. Yeah, they the... were very spiky. Yeah. Shoulder, shoulder characters were all shoulder and had spindly little like L L joint kind of arms. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the the Cybertron yeah. line was like way better comparatively to the, the Unicron. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Cyber Keys. The Cyber Keys they... were cool. Yeah, I was saying they they brought that back with Sari's key. Yeah, they did, and then like um, there's some other stuff like uh, fucking uh, how this sh- this show did did a lot of like fun stuff with be- because of how that they were so accurate to the the toys, they they were able to design around that like the headmaster toy. All all of the bot robots could you could take off their head to put the headmaster unit on for the toy. God, that goes that goes hard. Yeah, and then like um, I think the the most in depth toy in that line was actually Shockwave, because Shockwave could turn into Shockwave, Long Arm, and, and both vehicle modes. God, that's so. It was such a great toy, and it came in the uh, the the Cybertronian colors and the uh, Decepticon colors. That's real. That is like really good, and just really like. Mm-hmm. I'm sad they don't with how they do like for, like those legacy sets or those generations type sets, or whatever it is they do for like like, like old content. They don't bring the, like that toy line back. I hope they do. The show. Ah, uh, what's it? It'd be 15 years actually next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? We might get something. I'd hope. I I would hope. And to we God got we, get some. we got those new Beast Wars toys. So hey, anything's possible, right? The comic the comics. Uh no the the we got like new versions of the oh. like we got Rhinox we got Rat Trap we got um Ma- Op- Primal we got a masterpiece Primal for God's sake and a Dinobot. Oh, That's good. Yeah, no, I'd love to just. I just want to see what they do because, the, the, like, that line of like st- the Studio Series, as it's called, I think, 
could where they you... have everything in Super Hack I'd love to see them do that for a bunch of characters. Give me fucking full, like, Cyber Ninja Armor Prowl. Could you which... imagine? Well, that was already a I've... toy, but, um... Yeah, that was, but, like, like, more, like, more detail. Could Speaking you... of, yeah. a character with lots of detail and things, Thought. this is the best version of Prowl by far. No question. It's not even close. Like, every other version of Prowl, like, uh, by virtue of him being the cop car, he's going to just be a rule a rule abiding asshole. Yeah. Or just the snarky guy. In the IDW comics, he's like, oh, I don't trust Robinson's group. In the show, he's just a cop car. With this, yes, he's like a police bike, and that's his, his like, his, his hollow form is a police officer. Yeah. But that's where it ends, because after that, he's like the most nuanced, interesting character with the most... Like, a, the biggest arc and the biggest growth. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, he gets his big heroic sacrifice at the end of the series. He's, yeah, and you, you were, we were saying this before with the podcast. He's that show's, he's the show's Dinobot. Yeah. He's uh, the show's Dinobot for T, like, to a T. Every, every show gets a Dinobot now. It For the Unicorn Trilogy, it was that version of Starscream. Even though that those shows are terrible, that version of Starscream is the Armada Starscream because they kind of did roll him back a bit. Yeah, they did roll him back a bit. Armada Starscream, Armada Starscream specifically, and then like for animated, it was Prowl. For Prime, it can be debated on who it was. Like I really like Prime RC like a lot, but also every there are a lot of people who argue for either Starscream or Knockout from Prime. I argue for Knockout for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I know a certain set, subsect of people who are like, man, Knockout is hot. No wonder he's called Knockout. Or if he, tur- if, he tur- if he turns to the left, he better duck. Sorry. No, Sorry. You're, no you're fucking not. <laughs> no, don't, I'm not. Don't, no, don't, I'm not. This, this, don't, you, don't you throw stones in this glass house. I will not have it. In this shattered glass house. The shattered, the sh- the shattered, speaking of shattered glass, uh, <laughs> no, no, we already mentioned the shattered glass thing, but there was a comic that they did uh, that was the uh, the shattered glass stuff. I think it was for when TFCon was still a thing, before HasCon became the Transformers thing. Also, yeah, all the comics, hands to the show. I yep. know this because yep. uh, I had the Safeguard, like, combo Jetfire, Jetstorm, like, toy, and that... I read that before they showed up in the show, so when they did, I was like, oh, those, those are the toy guys. Those yeah. are the toy guys, and I know what, what their deal is. Yeah. I know that they're made from Starscream parts, which is a just really cool bit of lore. Yeah. And also, and also, the symmetrical dock from Gao Gygar. Like, come on. Symmetrical docking? That's not the, oh, that's not the only... That is not the only Japanese, uh, very obvious super mecha thing that is in the show. Uh, they're the transformations, obviously, but like, Blitzwing does it at Tano Circus like five times. No, no, and I'm not. I'm talking about fucking Dirt Boss over here, looking like a goddamn gunman from Gurren Lagann. He is a gunman, and also, oh god, this goes back to season four and how like, I didn't even realize this as a kid because I was like, oh, they're the Constructicons, okay. And then, like now, I'm like, oh, Devastator. Those are the those are the constructic. The, he has the the, the the headmaster controlling parts. For Constructicon. De- for we Devastator. could have had it all. Yeah, we could have. We could have had. They were gonna make new Constructicons. Two new At ones. Least two. Yeah, two. Because yeah. they only one of them was gonna be a bulldozer, like who turned into whose robot mode was like a big bulldog. Oh no! Don't 
Don't tell me Bulldozer Dog was a thing. You Bulldozer Dog was a thing. That's not fair, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And the other one was the, was the dump truck. Man. And uh, they were gonna. The, there was gonna be an entire plot line where they were like, where fucking Dirt Boss was gonna be like, we need to make Devastator. Um, I assume I assume the dump truck would also have been some kind of like New York or Italian stereotype. Yeah, I. By the way, can I just say I love the idea of the constructor cons being like New York's construction guy stereotype. It's so much like when you compare it to the contemporaries of those are the green motherfuckers that turn into the big one, and you know mm-hmm. the thing from the movie. Yeah, and then like, like this is this is this is the most interesting one, and I like that it's representation. I'm a big fan of, um, what if Swindle was just a used car salesman? <laughs> oh, God, the fact that he's an SUV, he's an SUV, he has a cannon, he's voiced by, by, by Fred Willard, and when he, and so he has that, like, yep. oh, God. When he transforms, he has a little tie. Oh, my God, he does. If they, if they ever brought Swindle back, I think they should get Bob Odenkirk to voice him. Yeah, you're right. It's Don't... the same, it's just, any kind of con man, like, energy... It's perfect. Also, I'm pretty sure like Dirk J. Wyatt like was the biggest Swindle fan. How can like, how did we not make some sort of like pun about Con Man and Decepticon? How does the show says? I think this is the show. Not, I feel like the show at least, at least says that. Yeah, that seems too good to not say. Yeah, it seems too good. I mean, we did have the Con Air joke about Decepticon Air, so you know, there's that. Um. You know what's a super interesting thing that this show did that no other show I think has ever done in Transformers? Mm-hmm. What if we had a human villain that was actually kind of legitimately threatening and actually stood a chance against the Autobots? And was voiced by Dracula. And was voiced by Dracula. I'm glad I got. I'm glad I guessed you completely. Yeah, fucking Meltdown rocks. Peter Stormare. Pro- Prometheus Black, aka Meltdown, goes kind of hard. My favorite thing about. Prometheus Black. Well, I love his voice, but number one, but my favorite thing is when you go to the Transformers wiki, the quote for Meltdown is, that man is not worthy to lick the grime from my platform shoes. I love that. I remember that. I I fucking, that that was one of the scenes I remember when I watched too, because it's just him doing his like, I don't know his what's his, his like accent or dialect, but his very distinct voice saying like, these are my platform shoes. Boogie woogie. It's like his little smile when he's in goopy mode. It's like, dude, this. Sh- yeah, it's a. It's Swedish. He's 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 got a Swedish accent. Swedish, Swedish. There, there we go. I, I just, it's the little things. I thought I was gonna hate the human roster of villains, but I actually think they're like, at worst, they're like, I don't know, slow mo. She just shows up. I do like her. Of- I do like her whole shtick of like, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. Amsgray, the moose. Fair enough. It's still a funny. It's still a funny voice. It's not bad. Yeah. But it is cool that like this is the only series that I can think of where the Transformers fight like they're just superheroes. They just fight human adversaries. Yeah, they tried to to do the human thing again in Prime, but it wasn't as good. It's always the military. The military's boring. Like the with Mech. I'm I'm honestly shocked that. With these giant alien robots just kind of hanging out in Detroit, the American government didn't come in at any point in time in this it's show. Detroit's problem. It's Detroit's problem. They're on their own. He's New Jersey's problem now. 
God, you're no. That's Meg Magus is New Jersey's problem. That was a reference from the from the Godzilla TV show where <laughs> Godzilla fucks off of the, from New York and goes to New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was thinking of like Magus take place that's in New Jersey. That would also be a cool like crossover. Oh God, I'm just thinking about like. Well, not even just about anybody, but sometimes myself, but, like, the generation of kids who got to see Magus and then that show, and then we're like, man, this genre is cool. Where is more of it? And then that's, like, the entry into Mecha stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, well, with me, for Giant and Robot. And Titan. And Titan, too. Yeah, Titan A, Titan, uh, Symbionic Titan. Symbionic Titan. Not, not Titan A. Not Titan A. That's, were there mechs in that show? Remember the movie? I mean. No, it was just. The music, that's all. Yeah, Don Bluth. It's a pretty movie, but... It's a music video, an hour-long music it's video. It's an hour-long music video. It's got some nice animation. There's some there's, a, there's some cool alien designs in it. It's kind of about it. Um, what was it? I lost it. I lost it. I was going to... What were, Where was my train of thought? I was saying something about... Oh, yeah, I was going to say the... The Mecha... The thing for me growing up with Mecha that got me into Mecha was fucking, like, G-Gundam, you know? Because G, yeah. G Gundam and Wing aired on Toonami. And I guess the sh- I guess Ami could have used the Wing reference or two if we got a season four, which we didn't. Well, I mean, to quote Jarrett J. White when he was designing the show and designing these characters, he was like, "I took all of the Gundam out of these robots and put in the Mighty Orbots." Wow! You That's look up look up the Mighty Orbots and tell and like be and go, "Yep, that." Mm-hmm. Also, oh yeah, that's right. Remember the part season three where they just straight up have rock lords? Yeah, rock lords. <laughs> rock lords. Rock lords. God, I can't believe we got a rock lords reference. We li- like yeah, I, th- they're rock lords. They yeah, they're fucking rock lords. The fact that I know that what rock lords are speaks a lot about my character. It speaks. It says that you are a man of taste and culture. I'm a man of taste. I don't want trucks. I want rocks. Okay, so you know what's really funny is that I cannot believe I missed out on there being an episode of the supposed season four where Black Arachnia makes a clone of Optimus that's an ape, and the episode is truck versus monkey. But it's spelled T R U K K versus M U N K K Y. Is that where they would have gotten Gary Chalk? Probably. But do you know what that's a reference to? Explain. Okay, so uh, back during the Beast Wars days, they one of the original trend went back when it was like this was on the internet was literally just message forums and like live journals and shit. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people complaining about why are they animals? Why aren't they cars? This is stupid. And there was a meme basically of people who actually were like, no, the show is really good. And basically making fun of those people and basically boiling down their, uh, arguments about why beast wars was bad, uh, to, I want truck, not monkey. Oh, <laughs> deep, deep. God, I don't think we've like brought this up, but like, hold on. Literally, re- rest in peace, fucking Derek J. Wyatt. Rest in fucking this. Go- this episode goes out to Derek J. Wyatt. If 
passed away like no, it was a few years. Was it twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen? Yeah, it was. It wasn't that long ago. And yeah, no, this is a guy who like, not just for for every show he worked on, even something as recent as like Ben Ten, he didn't incorporate like everything he could incorporate. Mm-hmm. He just loved the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Truck Not Monkey was one of the original Transformers Maymays. And he knew. And he, he knew. And he made it real. The, the man knew what the people wanted. It, it's just a shame that probably one of the reasons that this show got canceled was to make way for Prime, which tried, uh... to, which, which tried to align more with the branding of the live-action movies. I don't think I've said this like out loud a lot because I know how much respect I have for Prime, and I think it's a good show. For, I, from what I hear, it's a good show. It is, but in my honest opinion, I could have, I could have waited out on a Prime. If, if you told me to pick one and the other doesn't exist anymore, I'm going with animated. Uh, I know that's a bias, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I could have. I like I love Prime. I do. But, like, the fact that there's the possibility that Season 4 of Animated didn't happen because of Prime sucks. Um, and I'm also, spoiler alert for people listening to this podcast, Jenk is definitely going to be on some other time uh, after we watch Prime to talk about Prime. That'll be new for me entirely. This is going to be, like, I don't know dick or all about Prime. I just know that... Uh, RC is the the bike. People mm-hmm. have opinions about RC. I love some that I, I, would... I love her. <laughs> uh, Steve... Some have people with the same opinion. Some have that opinion, but to a different degree. And I don't really. I cannot judge. I'm a I'm a I'm a knockout guy, so I can't judge. Yep. Um, a star screaming it, so it's good. Yeah, it's he's and he's voiced by Steve Bloom, so you know. Mm-hmm. And Frank Welker is back as Megatron and everything. Yeah, no, we we everyone like Frank Welker, Frank and Peter come back, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love Peter Cullen. I do. I really do. I just wish more people got to play Optimus, because I love David Kay as Optimus in this. He's so much more light. Like, he, he makes a good balance between, like, because I love Peter Cullen, but when he's Optimus, he's so goddamn serious. No, because, like, you know the you know the story the Optimus voice right how he based off of his brother yeah yeah was like his role mo- yeah like his role model and everything right and that voice is a that is a cool voice it is a cool voice but when you hear it episode after episode it's like even when he's making jokes he still has that big booming voice mm-hmm. and the thing is Peter Cullen has range he's he's done range for all the older eighty shows yeah but now it's just do the Optimus voice and now that he's like. What is it like? Almost like seventies, eighties now. Mm-hmm. It's they're trying to find new people for that, and I think that if they were to find someone new, it should be David Kay. I, I Not, love... no disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect to anyone who's doing like like what's it the the those the Rooster Teeth cartoons they're doing where they oh, have like the CG ones. The CG ones. Those are from what I hear like they're fine. Though the the casts are fine. They're fine. I just if I had to choose, I want to hear David Kay because I think he, he could very easily start off with that like scrapped up like like underdog optimus and then go into that like real like prime voice i i love i love gary chalk truly as as prime it's just sad that like he the only time he gets to be prime is in beast wars and the, the unicorn trilogy you know 
not fighting off for like Gary, Gary Chalk is like he almost sounds kind of like old, like more of an old man than, than Peter Cullen sometimes. But yet also like because of the, the stuff he had to voice for, with Beast Wars it was like really dramatic, and then he voiced the literal anime, so it's like I can't not hear him as this like super loud, energetic prime. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, for real. The this is okay. This is a sidebar, but circling back to what I was talking about with a uh, rescue bots. So, because Rescue Bots is in the same continuity as Prime, so at some point Optimus shows up in an episode of Rescue Bots, and uh-huh. because that show is way sillier, one of my favorite Optimus lines in all of anything is in that episode, uh, where one of the human characters walks up to Optimus and says, "What's the story, Morning Glory?" And then Optimus gives him the finger guns and says. Not much, Double Dutch. I too have learned from the humans. <sighs> that, 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 <laughs> I I hope to God that was just that was just Pierre Cullen like having fun. Oh no, he, I hope he, he, yeah, he totally. <laughs> I hope I hope he he has fun when he does that role because heaven knows doing that for equally serious and more serious Michael Bay movies mm-hmm. is gonna get a little great. I I'm just saying that from from personal perspective. I don't know how those were. I'm sure no one like. Mm-hmm. Went through Horridge. I think if anything, if anything, come back to the century. Tom Kenny in Transformers. He's way to go from God. voicing the two worst character, no, three worst characters to like again one of my favorite renditions of Starscream. Yeah, Steve Bloom is still the king, but I love this Starscream. I just, I just don't know. I think it's that I like the weird ice king, like, like the ice king esque voice that can just fluctuate around into all those other voices, and then when you get the clones and have them all t- like talking to each other, mm-hmm. it just shows how much strength he has. Yeah, and then fucking... I love how both him, fucking him and the, the voice of Patrick are in the show. Just just need Clancy Brown. Although Clancy Brown would eventually be in Transformers. He was in Prime. <laughs> uh, funnily enough. So close. So close, and yet so far, what we could have had... I mean, um, honestly... I think my favorite performance is Corey Burton as Ratchet in this. Yeah. Also, he's yeah, shock. Ratchet... He's, he's Shockwave too, so you know. And shock... No, he yeah. No, he's been, he's been Shockwave. Yeah, he, he was the ori- he was the original Shockwave. Yeah. I'm a big. I'm of the like voices for Transformers. I'm a huge fan of Shockwave's voice. I don't know what it is. It's like his weird like raspy tone. Lord like, make it, Lord Megatron. Lord Megatron. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like vaguely. Not, it's not British, but it's not not British. It's like my liege. Yeah, I don't know how it is. It just sounds good, and he and he still fucking does it like almost the same as as in Gen One. So it feels like it's just very good with like all that, with having all the old cast, getting everyone who voices characters back because they were the perfect fits. Yeah, and anyway, and I I think Director White even said like the reason why he got Weird Al. But, but like well, obviously because of the song that plays the they're yep. stupid from Junk Planet. Yeah. But he was trying to get like ah oh, the what's his face from Monty Python that originally voiced him. Yeah, and then like uh, Mike Montescato Jr. who was Blur was also Blur in the movie, and he's like the Micro Machines guy, but also like he was for a long time known as the fastest talking man in the world, which is why they got him to voice Blur in the original film. Um. There's a lot of they, references they to the movie. That. They just really kept that. And Blur doesn't even look like two different from his, from his like first encounter. He, has, he still has the weird like mm. 
head fit. He's still he's still like that light that light blue. Love that design. Love his design in this. Uh, I I think uh, circ circling back to the you were talking about bulkhead uh, when I was mentioning the bulkhead thing about how bulkhead didn't have a name attached. Bulkhead was actually the first design that Derek J White did for this show. Uh, Basically, what it was was that like because bulkhead wasn't tied to a character, he didn't feel limited or pressured by the the weight of the history of the character. So he like designed bulkhead first and then used bulkhead as sort of a um a benchmark for how he would design all the other characters Ugh. yeah no everyone yeah like everyone has their no one's super like super crazy besides bulkhead because like bumblebee still has the horn he's still yellow mm-hmm. ratchet is still the ambulance he's still like actually like going hard to like the, he's the crotchety old man i love crotchety old man ratchet and they and they kept and they kept it in fucking prime with with from what I hear the, the, how yeah. they had Jeffrey Combs still be like the the crouchy like old like veteran old timer guy. Yeah, basically they they channeled a bit more of uh uh fucking bones from Star Trek energy into him. Uh, the uh, I uh, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. You know. And then meanwhile, like bulk, and then bulk, that, that bulk of design from the show is like kind of the bulkhead design now like you're right it just yeah that is bulkhead anything else is just gonna be some rando yeah i, I think one of the in- interesting things about bulkhead unlike all the other autobots he doesn't have like a, a faceplate thing that he puts on when he goes into battle mode oh, that's right they all they all kind of do except for him yeah he just has the, the the underbite yeah the big i i don't think ratchet does either but but prowl yeah. optimus and bubbly do Reminds me. Yeah. Exactly. I remember exactly. Well, I don't know if this is the Allspark Almanac, but this is the thing that me and a friend spoke about when the show was brought up. This show. Have you ever heard of a, of a British comic by the name of ABC Warriors? No. It is a old school British comic that TLDR just robots that try to save the world because they're, they're they're called the ABC Warriors because they are like atomic, biological, and chemical warfare. That's their deal. They they fight against that. Right. And some of the characters' designs, uh, very much like line up with uh, these with, with with the animated cast, to the point where it would not be a stretch to assume that Derek J. Wyatt, a enjoyer of the UK like Transformers comics, also read another British like comic with robots in it and based some things around. Yeah, just look up like look up like a what's it Mongrel ABC Warriors and tell me that isn't like at least bulkhead passing. Which is a phrase that I have used. Wow. We say a lot of weird things on this show. Am I bulkhead passing? As a robot, I mean, of course. I think you're Rekgar passing. Yeah, I know. It's just that, that felt too easy. I wanted to be. I want. I wanted. I wanted. I didn't want to brag about it. You know, I do. Oh, I love this guy. Love this mongrel guy. By the way, did you look up Mighty Orbots and see what I'm talking about? With the, I, uh... I did. This is literally me. I'm going to kin this char- these characters now. Mm-hmm. That big fucking guts man looking motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these rock. Yeah, Mighty Orbots, baby. Bring this back. Bring Yeah, honestly, do that. Just keep this style. Don't, please. Just, please. Just make him look like uh, some... Make them all like Mega Man robots, you know? Give the robots emotive faces and eyeballs, and then just have the robot parts be whatever fits the scene at the time. Yeah. Don't worry about the small stuff. 
This is kind of related to character designs so we were talking about. It. I think one of my favorite um, things that was ever said about animated was uh, Transformers animated, or as I like to call it, Transformers chins. Yeah, everyone has fucking really pronounced chins. Except, of course, number one being Sentinel. Well, yeah, like I think um, in in basically in the all four Comic when you there's like blurbs for all the characters, and the blurbs are from the perspective of of other characters. The, the blurb on Sentinel is from Optimus' perspective, and he says, and I quote, and the man has a chin the size of a continent. God. And Sari says he's a blowhard? I'm not quite sure what that means, but I can feel the energy of it. Uh, no comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah? No comment, huh? No, I don't think there are any, like, I don't think there are any designs like that in the show, unless I'm wrong. No, no, no. I'm mm-hmm. well, not for me, but I'm sure. I'm sure there's a black arachnia. Maybe, I know black some... arachnia will be a black a black arachnia, and that will I... be its own caveat. I know. Listen, I know. I know some people who are Transformers slash Cybertronian fuckers. You have no idea how how much people had the hots for uh, Blitzwing. I could see that. I could see that. He's a little. He's a little. He's a, he's a little fucked up in the head just a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- oh, that's right. You got options. You got the option select. You got the crazy one, the Arnold Schwarzenegger impression one, mm-hmm. and the cold methodical. Su- oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's a, a literal smorgage board. Mm-hmm. And I think of the original. He was a triple changer, wasn't he? And that's why the the joke of him and three faces came from. Uh, was that in the original? show he was a, a triple changer so, what if this fun little like thing for marketing and toy stuff became a character trait literally yeah i mean they did with the, the headmaster and there was some other stuff that they were gonna do like um in season four optimus was gonna get his trailer and it was gonna combine with him like in uh the unicorn trilogy and it was good he was gonna be called power master optimus oh that's also, also that's right the fact, like going back to more references the headmaster you'd be calling the head being called the headmaster units mm-hmm. as a reference to the headmaster like japanese series yeah you know um, uh, we probably would have gotten pretenders at some point oh uh, we would have gotten pretenders and that would have been really weird it would have been really weird i mean we got human error where we got to see uh fucking tr- humanification of transformers you know everyone loves that we, we IDW do comics fucking loves that shit yeah i mean look at transformers kiss we don't talk about Transformers Kiss, though. You know what? I'm not going to correct you because I don't want to look up the actual title. But yeah, that sucks. I'm glad Derek J. Wyatt didn't care for that either. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about or... Transformers Kiss. Uh, what was I going to say? Go, uh, another thing from the comic that I read about Safeguard. Uh, they refer to the to the to like their fusion thing as a power link. Yeah, power you know link. what power links were? Yeah. From Energon, baby. Yeah. Was... Super link system where they... Slap the toys together, half and half. Yeah, we were probably also going to get a reference to like um, Target Masters too at some point, and like Minicons as wep- as like power up. Well, Minicons, and... Minicons had their own episode season four. They had a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely going to get a bunch of like just how do we adapt an old toy Everything. line idea, old toy line idea. You know, uh, we might have gotten. God, I would have loved if like six shooter came back from the old show the 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 fucking six, the six changer the six changer yeah that guy i think that would have been cool as like a concept 
of like he combining Decepticon and Autobot technology, you know. This is sidebar, uh there's a lot of like things that just world building stuff that just kind of isn't said in universe. But something that sort of like alluded to, uh, for example, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm going off on another tangent, but um, for the, the Decepticons, uh, they were originally the sort of like military class of uh, uh, Cybertronian society. And then after they got done conquering worlds and planets and stuff, basically Megatron pulled a Caesar because they had all the military power. And then that's why the war happened. And now uh, there's like a high restriction on anybody with military, like you can't have military grade chassis or military grade weapons. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that's right. No, that, that, that one line where, where, I remember that one line where Prowl, not Prowl, uh, Optimus gives Bumblebee the upgrade. Military grade remember that? singers, yeah. The, 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 the is like, that's not, it's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me? And I thought, oh, that's like a neat thing. And realizing, oh, wait, no, this is mm-hmm. like. This is a post-war like, like, like. This is a post-war fucking planet state type thing where they're like, oh yeah, there's gun, re- there's not gun restrictions. You know I mean, yep. gun restrictions. You don't have any more like like flyer protoforms yeah, you... except for like Jetfire and Jetstorm, which were just designed specifically for fighting Decepticons, which is kind of both crazy and also dubiously ethical. There's a lot of dubiously dubiously ethical things in Transformers. The fact that Ratchet has actual, like, Vietnam God, flashbacks I, to the Great War. God, I love War. Ratchet. He's, he's great in this. Yeah, no, next to... Pre- like, next. in this order, not that there's, like, a, a hard ranking, it'd be, like, Prowl, Ratchet, Prime, Bulkhead, Bumblebee. and... And Bumblebee. Not to say that I don't like Bumblebee, but he's just... He's Bumblebee. Bumblebee. There's nothing wrong with him. I prefer Prime, Bumblebee. He's the hotshot. There's always Even though Hotshot is in this show. <laughs> Which is also really cool. I, I like the I like the like the streamlification of the streamlification? The streamlining of Hotshot into like proper Transformers media, because was he not an original like Yeah, he's basically like, original, original to Armada. And and then like That's cool. the that one that one scene of like Rodimus's team. Basically Rodimus's team in that scene is a combination of Characters from the post-movie era of G- Gen G1 slash G2 and uh, the Armada slash Cybertron characters as his team. Because it's, I- huh. it's Ironhide, Hot like... Shot, Red Alert. Uh, uh... Yeah, that, that was, was Red Alert. Alert. The lady. The, lady be... the nurse. That was Red huh. Alert. Happy, happy. Uh, and then, like, Braun was from the original series, and also two characters we didn't see but are mentioned in the Almanac who are part of. Yeah, huh? Braun. I was going to say, yeah, Braun. I, I'm, I'm the biggest Braun truther. I love yeah. Braun. He is. There's there's some there. stuff that's, like, in there. Like, uh, there were a couple of characters from the original team that didn't show up, but are we know about that are on Rodisman's team. Uh, Springer and uh, uh, Cup, who was actually their drill sergeant but also cup was the in when you read optimus's little bio uh in the uh the almanac it's from the perspective of cup because cup was uh, optimus's uh commanding officer when he was in the the academy and cup was the one who gave optimus his name 
Yeah, because it still makes sure that the, like, it still keeps that Optimus used to be awry and yeah. No, 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 it's just, right? no, it's just that, it's like, not, he, uh, when you get into the military, you're assigned a name. You know, like how Bumblebee was given his name and Bulkhead was given his name. Oh, that's right. I forgot, I forgot about, like, they got, like, their, co- yeah. their call signs. Or, yeah, and the, huh. the Optimus got his from Cup. And that's a little tidbit that you never find out about unless you, you know, read the, 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 the almanac. Also really cool, I remember, because we're bringing up, like, like the Gen 1, Gen 2 types. Uh, Perceptor being, the like, the Mac OS uh, voice. He, he, he talks like a speaking spell. Exactly, yeah. What, like, like that's just, the, 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 again, I can keep saying this, but all these little choices and decisions that yeah, just feel There's a cool. lot of stuff that's never touched upon, like, but the fact that, like, did you know that Yokotron uh, wasn't ever put into a chassis? He was just a proto-form wearing armor? Yeah, wow. he's just a protoform wearing armor. He doesn't know. He doesn't have a proper chassis. So that means we. So he no, has no alt mode. He he's just wearing. He's just. He's just wearing. Armor. Oh my god! It's it's, it's, it's just, just pure, pure martial arts. arts. Yeah. It's just pure fucking. Yep. Wow. Cool, huh? Oh. That makes that whole sequence like, even more like mm-hmm. kind of messed up. Sure does. And then there's like a uh, in the. Uh, there's that scene where Prowl has that flashback, and you see all the uh, the hologram heads of the masters of Space Ninja Two. We know who all of those characters are in the Almanac, and one of them is fucking Star Saber. Oh yeah. my god! Like Star Saber is the uh, ultimate, considered the, the greatest sword master of uh, Cyber Ninjutsu. He's thought of everything. Also, apparently, we were going to get, in Season 4, we were going to get Drift, and he was going to be a Decepticon who put his, who gave up his military fly mode to be an Autobot and be put into a car chassis. Oh. Yeah, no, this version of Prowl reminds me a lot more of Drift. Yeah, they took a lot of elements. As we know him. For sure. Oh, there's God. there's a lot of cool stuff. Like there's another thing that's never mentioned. Uh, we see uh, Cyclonus for a very brief moment in that one episode with Rodimus. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mentioned in the blurb about uh, Cyclonus that he mysteriously just showed up one day and said he was from elsewhere and that he was here to uh, basically follow the Decepticons by the will of Galvatron. So oh he may God. or may not be from an alternate timeline. Alternate timeline or some weird, like, this shit happened before and we're seeing a, re- a, a weird loop mm-hmm. type of scenario. And that goes into, uh, and yeah, when you bring in Galvatron, that also brings in Unicron. Yeah, there... Oh, God, Unicron would have been, was it even, I'm sure. There might have been plans Unicron. for Unicron for sure. It's just the same that, like, because, uh, oh, what's his fucking name? Uh, the guy who originally voiced him, like, passed, and the Orson Welles, Orson yeah. Wells, yeah. In a, in a perfect world, my, if he were still alive when it was made, when, when Unicron got to come back in something, I would have had Tony J be Unicron. I, I would have loved that. Um, as of right now, I don't know who I would pick to be unicron like in the the sort of current climate maybe keith david 
Did he not? I feel like he voiced the Ocrat somewhere. Or does Keith does, does Keith David in? No, he like, hasn't he's been in like... Transformers. He was in huh. Ducktales though. I was and... gonna say like tangentially, I guess like possibly spoilers. I think because this is what you're doing later on. But this show reminded me a lot of Gargoyles. Oh uh, yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're we're doing Gargoyles eventually. I mean, I mean, we we know for yeah. a fact that Derek J. Wyatt was in the demographic of like kids who grew up watching Gargoyles. You know, I meant more so the fact that like character voiced by Jeff Bennett, character voiced by oh, yeah. Bill Fazerbach, yeah. a character, a, a smart billionaire character who is housing the other big important evilish character. I would love a Transformers character voiced by William Riker so much. Oh god. He turns into a just, chair. Yeah, just turns into David Zanatos' alt mode is a chair. It's a chair. It's just, he just it's a it's a pond it's a pondering mm-hmm. like stick. Xanatos is so ubiquitous there's a trope named after him. The the Xanatos uh... gambit. Where no even if he loses he wins. The Xanatos gambit, baby. Uh uh and um this is a super interesting that I noticed while watching the show that I never noticed before was that like until the very final episode Megatron never calls Optimus by his name even though Megatron has been outplayed by him multiple times he just calls him Autobot and then he finally calls him Optimus and Optimus is like oh so you can remember my name you know, I never registered that because I was just watching it. Like, yeah, you know, he he's always just like you, darn you Autobot. Autobots, mm-hmm. or or it's a shame I will never remember your name. And it's like, okay, he's a big boy, but then he's like, you've ruined my plan, Optimus Prime, and I hate you. And yeah. it's like, oh, he's it's like we it's like we've established the rapport of the Megatron and Optimus we know from the '80s cartoon throughout this show. We've established the ah Optimus Prime, my old enemy. You know that that whole shtick that they have going on. Yep, we're, we're, starting, we're starting it. it. This is where it starts. Uh, it, they kind of do something else with it in Prime, where it's like Megatron's whole shtick in Prime is like the only one who's allowed to kill Optimus is me. You know, like so much so that he will like team up with anybody and anybody. To make sure that Optimus survives and doesn't die, so that he can be the one to kill him, sort of a thing. Like ah, oh, my dest, my because of like because of the single minus of the my war. destined foe, Optimus Prime, that et cetera, et cetera, shit. But not, I won't get too into too much into that. I like they play the fits. I don't want to get too much into that because you know spoilers for Prime, but um, yeah. Fucking uh, who is your favorite design? From this show, since the show has a lot of good designs. Oh, where do I start? I guess I'll start with the toys that I had that I like the most, because that's that's a good indicator. Uh, believe it or not, the my favorite number one design yeah, is really like... oil slick. There's something about the way like his, his test tube head, his like knife like iron spike fingers, the, the little skull like for, for the elbow they gave him in the toy, where he has like, a little like r- like a ram skull. And like those little barrels with chains on them, I thought that was like the most cool toy ever. Mm-hmm. I'd always put him in all the coolest poses. I'd have him like, I'd always whatever. whatever. I'm, 
gonna I'm gonna sound like an adorable child, but you know what? Whenever I had uh, him quote unquote kill off a character in whatever narratives I was making up with my little action figures, I'd have him like do it by like Wolverine snicking his claws. Like I'd have him like retract them and then sh- and I was like, yeah, this looks so cool. It's a shame that character only yeah. did it once. Yeah. Never again. You know. Um, I actually really like Lugnut a lot. Oh, Lugnut's a, Lugnut's a really good, like, just bulky design. It doesn't feel too I, My favorite thing about Lugnut is the nuclear warhead rocket punch. Oh my god, like, it's, it's really good. I remember having, I remember also having that thinking, okay, he just has, like, little blasters on his things. They're just fake warheads. No, they're real. Those are his mm-hmm. hands. Those are her hooves, bitch. Yeah. If I what was the thing uh, he said? Blitzwing said, "I told you once. I told you a thousand times. Warn me before you use the punch." Yeah. Apparently, the punch is called the poke. Officially. Oh man. Good. This is a good show. This is a good show. I guess any caveats? What are the any, what the, any, the problems? Any, any cons. With, yeah, what are the well, there's a lot of cons in the show, so you know. The yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the, we got we got Predacons, we got Decepticons, Destructicons. <laughs> no, uh, we got we got some we got some If you really, uh, like, I'm fancy. trying to think of like any like real big problems I have with this show. Um, even with like admitting to like how good Derek J. White is doing like Monster League formulas, there are gonna they're be not they're all not good. Be. They're not all like I'm, the SUV episode was not was only kind of good once yeah. they showed up, and also like and then there's like you know. the this is especially a problem in season two where it's like what's causing the problem this time? Oh, it's another all spark fragment. Oh, do, 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 do. oh yeah, you know. If I had a nickel for every time David K was in a show about a gem fragment that caused problems for every week, I'd have two But it's nickels. weird that it happened more than once. I can't believe we had the Shikone Jewel in Transformers. Yeah, literally. literally. It's like, with the Shikone Jewel, it's like, that's the entire point. So, like, it's fine. But the fact that it's only season two where it's like, oh, hey, they the fucking Allspark fragments, and then... I can do this now, which, again... It was characters. it was an easy way it, to introduce new characters without having to come up with excuses for why Autobots and Decepticons were landing on Earth. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want you don't want to pull an armada of just I came from a load stre- distress signal. I'm finally here, you guys. Like that was that was the problem with, with the yeah. Gearcron saga was whenever we needed new guys, they just uh, oh, keep dropping I, you want, down. Okay, you want to know what's even worse than that? The original show where they just were like. They just build new guys. <laughs> they just build like Ratchet is good. Wheeljack and Ratchet just go into their lab and go, "Let's build this week's toy." We'll build the Stunticons, and then the Stunticons get an episode, and then they'll never show up ever again. We'll build the Dinobots. I mean, to be fair, the Dinobots were always like the like they established that like yeah. they were like always. A man made, a, 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 I guess, bot made thing in the OG and in the show, and then only recently rolled back that, yeah, there were guys that 
what is their lore now? Like they like they were they like, they were protoforms or Autobots that came out of the stasis when the Autobots landed on Earth millions of years ago, and they took up the dinosaur forms, I think. And they they fought. I mean, so, like, the they fought like, Shockwave when he tried to attack Teletran One while the Autobots were asleep. I think that's in the. I don't know if it's in the IDW continuity, but that was in the Marvel continuity. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on in the IDW continuity. Whatever the case, yeah, no. For every like lore thing that they just sort of streamlined, there were still things that are just like too tuned. Like, yeah, this kind of mm-hmm. does too much. There, there are some characters that just kind of like either are really important but then get kind of tossed by the wayside or like never show up again like we never see meltdown again uh we sorry kind of gets like benched for like a good chunk of season three no like actually transwarped happens and it's like whoa i'm a transwarped is like i remember that being like the coolest thing like, robot. oh my god she's a robot she's dealing with that and then when i watched it again i was like this is going by way too fast. Yep. Like, they... No, it felt like they were like, okay, we need Sorry to, like, do her thing faster. So we're going to age her up into, 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 into yep. robot mode. We're going to we're gonna give her all her weapons. We're going to have her have her, like, like, oh, no, I'm losing control thing, and then resolve that in the first two episodes of the season, and now we're back to normal. This yeah, is like, and yeah. then we're... And then she gets bent for, like, several episodes after that and doesn't come back until later. And then the other thing, and this is something that's kind of solved in season three, was they they realized that Sari's key was too good. It's it's like it it just it meant it meant that if the Autobots got hurt, there were never actually any consequences for them being hurt. You know, and and it would and for... like even if they got mangled up a lot, they could it would it would it would be the justification for like okay, they're not gonna have to be like in the shop. Tra- she's long. straight up. We have a reference to the the fucking movie in the first multi-parter where Optimus oh, yeah. uh fucking d d Optimus yeah, dies then, season one. Episode yeah, four. like in, it's a reference to the movie and he he loses his color and then sorry just like fucking restarts his spark or whatever the fuck. Or I mean, or I mean three. Also yeah, I'm glad they kept the the Transformers die. They, That's good. By the way, too. that does Which it's just an optimist thing, right? Wasn't it just my, a thing That for does him? remind me of my other favorite thing that was ever said about Transformers, and this is, um... I think it this was Lindsay Ellis talking about the Transformers movie, and she said, in, during the, um, the death scene of Optimus Prime in the movie, where, he, where she says, and there he goes, into that big Toys R Us in the sky, taking his color saturation with him. <laughs> oh my god, you're... You are making you are making quite possibly the most dramatic movie for, for children of the eighties into the truth of they're gonna sell the dead Optimus as a toy. Yeah, I mean, look how many repaints there were of all these all these Autobots, you know. You want repaints? Look up look up the the fugitive wasp. Yeah, fugitive wasp. The Cybertronian versions of the Autobot crew. You know. Uh, I kind of would like the Cybertronian Optimus because it's cheaper than the regular leader class Optimus. <laughs> I just want... You know what? Uh, Fair I would love a representation of the leader class Optimus from that toy line. I just don't want to pay $65 for it. Uh, I'd rather pay 35 
the, the Cybertronian version because that's the one that people want less because it's not the one that's in the show the most, etc. Right? And I they finally did a new version of the Prime version of RC, which I really want because her original Prime toy was not very screen accurate. She was my favorite character from that show. Uh. Anyway. Uh, I think that's all we have to say about Transformers Animated. Yeah, we, I've, I've started to notice that we're going to get into a roundabout of this show is amazing, and we're going to probably say that for the We will. The we, we, we will be here all day. We've, only, we've been here for over an hour. <laughs> we, we're going to pull a Sentinel Prime and just chronologue yeah, this show Yeah, chronologue this show forever. It's good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. There's a reason that people talk about it. Uh, any places that you particularly you want to mention because I can say uh, watched yeah, it. where did you watch it uh, I don't know if this is still the case for it's about, it, might, it might be a provider thing but Roku channel uh, on, like the, the Roku online site all three seasons all for free one ad in the middle to emulate like just the TV like TV style and even then I think if you're that only happens if you're on like your like your, like your phone browser like your desktop browser you could actually probably just watch the yeah. show like that normally it does not have a really intuitive like rewind or fast forward feature, but if you're watching it, if you're watching just yeah, to watch you, it, like, you it's can a also watch it on Tubi for free. You can also watch it on uh, it's available on YouTube and Google Play. Uh, Tubi was where I watched it because uh, it's you know it's free with ads. Or you could be cool and buy a DVD set for. Good, they're probably a lot. <laughs> God, I would love to own the box set. Especially if they come with special features. I miss special features. Uh, if they just... Oh, mm. you know what would be cool? Discotech gets the rights to like distribute it and then they just put pages for the almanac. Yeah, by the way, features. if you, if any if you, any of y'all are... Hold on, I've, I've got the book. Like, let me just like... Mm, it's good, thick. Is that... Flip, flip those pages. I want to hear it. I want to hear the glory. The Bible. Mmm... Imagine your show is so good, you'd make not one, but two fucking dedicated, books. like, textbooks. There's, um, this book is 470 pages. That's, that's the, first the first one. one. This is the Allspark Almanac for, the complete Allspark Almanac for Transformers Animated, and boy, is there a lot of good stuff in this. I complete that, maybe, maybe it, this book. It, it's, uh, it, on the back, it says, Words of Praise for the Complete All-Spark Almanac. Wasp made it her love book. Wasp made it her wishes she could read instead of being subject to Spider-Bot's experiments. All of time. Why? Why, Spider-Bot? Why? Rekagar says, I am Rekagar. I am giving you a fun quote about this book. It's mandatory. Starscream says, This book boasts exactly 200 pictures of me, and each one shows my good side. You'd be a fool not to buy it. The angry archer says, Forsooth, yon tome's multitudinous definements will shake even the most rapacious thirst for knowledge, tally-ho. And Rat... What was he? Why was he there? And Ratchet says, If for some crazy reason you prefer to get your information on pulped wood rather than a direct corkinal patch, then I suppose this volume is for you. Rest in fucking peace, J.K. Wyatt, you genius, you fucking... You, you get, he got you it. Can get, he got it. You can get he the All Star Almanac from IDW Publishing for forty dollars. 
That's Seriously, especially if you're a fan of a just animated. My Transformers animated or otherwise. You want to know or just bad. like the yeah, the card yeah literally the card like how shows are made like animated shows, you know. But um, that's the show. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please wherever you're listening to this, uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, whatever, rate and review. Give us those five stars. I crave, crave, crave that sweet, sweet validation. All five of them. All those stars. Oh, God, but I need ten of those to get to Pegasus. Yeah, yeah, give me two, give me two five-star reviews twice. so I can battle Pegasus in, at the end of Duelist Kingdom. Help Joey save their grandpa. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's that's right, Janky uh, boy. That's right, Janky boy. Yeah. By the way, as always, I am Jankerton J Junker. You can find me at Jankerton J Junker on Twitch.tv. There's two underscores where the J is. Uh, that almost killed my channel. Long story. On Twitter, you can find me. Same thing, minus the last e. So it's Jankerton J Junker. Like you don't. It's like you don't pronounce the e in that one. Uh, I, as I said before, I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays if things are going well. If not, dubious stream schedule. I always try to be funny and silly. There is a good chance you will see me respect the male physique in a unique and nuanced way with eloquent speech. Mm-hmm. Such as a And a And honk honk. Everybody loves the Hong Kong. Everybody loves the Hong Kong. And go, hey, baby, look at those tailpipes. Uh, hey, look at look at those radiators. That could that could full of that could fuel a whole septic tank. You're just saying shit. You're just saying shit. Look at the chassis on that one. Uh, Anyway, as I'm Kaiju Emperor, you can find me at Kaiju underscore Emperor on Twitter. That's K A I J U underscore E M P E R O R. You can also find me on Tumblr at Kaiju-Emperor, spelled the exact same way. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at acnepodcasts uh, at gmail... acnepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's acnepodcastinc at gmail.com. A-C-M-E, not A-C-U, because... Yeah. Well, and the, it, you, not me. Do you know the reason for why our podcast is called that? Is it not because of the act? Yes, thank you. Tunes? You get the joke. Um, Acme Podcast Inc. Uh, you can also. Does no one else know that? It's the, that seems. Yeah, like I know. It just feels like it feels like it feels like when I came up. I after I came up with the title, I just doubted that people would get the reference. It's Looney Tunes. Mm, thank it's you. Like... Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at uh, at Inc Podcast. That's I N C P O D, C A S T S. That's at Ink Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Uh, we hope to see you next week. Uh, well, next next two weeks. Uh, hopefully, if plans go well, KP will be here for us to finally finish off the Woo! Netflix Carmen San Diego show. Uh, and look forward to Janky coming back at some point. Uh, for prime, prime time and or other robot related things anyway see you guys next time bye